slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. I'm your host, Gil Martin. So glad you could join us and be part of the Locked On Islanders family as we talk all things New York Islanders. Lots to discuss on today's show. We're going to take a look again ahead toward the upcoming season and discuss which Islanders may be in line for awards this year whether it be the Vesna or the Calder or the Art Ross. We're going to talk a little bit about which Islanders have a chance. And, you know, the Islanders really have been underrepresented in this area, historically speaking. We also have a, a, a great uh, email from a listener. So, uh, Charlie, who did not say where he was from, will discuss what he had a comment about. And it does deal with potential trades. We also have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a whole lot more all coming up on today's episode. Who are this season's top 50 NHL players? You could find out on the Locked On NHL podcast. Joe DiBiase, Mike DiStefano, and Rachel Donner reveal the top 50 players as voted on by our local experts across the Locked On NHL network of podcasts. Subscribe to the Locked On NHL podcast on YouTube and turn your notifications on so that you never miss an episode. We did snubs earlier in the week, and today they're releasing numbers 41 through 50. So make sure you check that out on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. If there's something Islanders related on your mind, maybe you have a question, uh, a comment on something we talked about on the show or something you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to email the show, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYR VSNYI, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, whether it's trades, free agent signings, rumors, and all the like, up until training camp begins and then the preseason, and of course, the 2021 2022 regular season. Let's get started with our email. Uh, thank you to Charlie who uh, sent this to us. Gil, really like the podcast and the frequency is better than the others. The Islanders should not trade for a defenseman. They should move Sallow and Bulldock. They have more than enough quality death in Green, Hickey, and Aho, who can do spot duty on the left and, and will be as, spot, as depth on the right. Pelic, Pulak, Sallow, Dobson, Bulldog Mayfield, this is a big, mobile defense with possible elite offensive capability. I also believe these players, as they gain experience, can clear the defensive zone much better than the last few seasons. 
As far as Mayfield goes, I wouldn't trade him for every, uh, for anyone. Dude was a stud in the playoffs. We're obviously in a great position on defense talent-wise, and the rookies aren't going to be expected to play 82 games because of the Olympics. Everyone's playing time should be managed properly with the available depth. Now, Charlie, I have to say, that is an interesting viewpoint. I agree with it to a large extent. The only reason I hesitate when I look at that is that the brass with the Islanders, and I'm talking about, you know, the coaching staff and the general manager. So Barry Trotz, Lou Lamorello, they tend to be reluctant to trust younger players. Now, look, Oliver Wallstrom last year, for example, was an exception. And Wally had a, a very good season, but you saw what happened in the playoffs. Wallstrom played okay early, got hurt in the opening series against Pittsburgh, and after he got hurt, even when he was skating with the team and practicing with the team and appeared to be ready to come back, he was held out of the lineup for Travis Zajac because Trotz and Lamorello trust their veterans a lot more than they trust their rookies. So, going on, Charlie adds, for as far as the forwards are concerned, losing Eberly is something that had to be done. He has all the gifts, just not enough grit and determination to be a consistent force. Palmieri is, and always has been, a better all-around player. I would not trade for forward at this time. Go with Lee Barzal and Palmieri, Bavillier, Nelson, and Wallstrom as your second line. Parise, Pajot, and Bailey for the third. Martin, uh, Sezikis, and Clutterbuck as the identity line. And then you have Bellows and Zajac as depth. He adds, Bellows should be relieving Lee, Bavillier, Parise, Martin throughout the season. I do believe he puts it all together this year and will be a force come playoff time. Lou did a great job building depth for a long Olympic year. If Lou needs to make a deadline move for scoring, he will. But let these guys play. If they play to their potential with the improved back end, I think we can win. I understand the stud right wing theory, but at this point, there is no reason to take a chance on a pudgy Russian with a history of shoulder separations and surgeries. He adds that the Blue Jackets will be looking to offload Lanay at the trade deadline. Maybe the Islanders could pick him up then. So, again, I'm trying to cherry pick from this rather lengthy and rather good email from Charlie. I have mentioned, Charlie, uh, on the show that I think that Lou Lamorello could wait until midseason or even the trade deadline as far as adding that sniper if it's necessary to do so. There is a glut of forwards on this roster right now. We've talked about it on the show. And you're right, with the Olympics coming up and the condensed schedule and the break, the Islanders will need to have that depth. And if you look across the board and you go with the 14 guys that you mentioned, And those line combinations are plausible. They're definitely a possibility. The key to making that work the way you have it set up, you need Lee to be healthy. 
You need Wallstrom to take a, a big step forward in that he has to prove that he's ready to be a top six forward. And I think he's either there now or one more year away, maybe even half a year away. And then the question becomes, do the Islanders show a little patience with him and let him develop into that role? Or, you know, do they feel like they have to pull the trigger now? For salary cap purposes and for depth purposes, you're right. They're better off not making a deal right away in order to nail down a Tarasenko or any other sniper. The sniper is the one missing ingredient, but if Palmieri can turn back the clock just a couple of years, if Wallstrom takes a step forward, and if Bellows continues to develop, maybe, just maybe, this team might have enough offense to get going, and then you add that sniper at the trade deadline, and we're talking about possibly putting this team over the top. Lots to think about, and we'll see how this all plays out. The rumors with Tarasenko continue, but I agree with you. I don't want to trade Scotty Mayfield for Tarasenko or for any other deal right now, and I pointed this out on the show on Wednesday. He was a stud in the playoffs, and I think he is just in his prime right now. We've got more to discuss on today's show. We will take a look at some possible award winners for the New York Islanders, and a lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for the pro and college football action all season long. Get updated odds, props, and contests, including Online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL 100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports, from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino lines. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode is also brought to you by Direct TV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. And it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no more, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com, compatible device Required content varies by package. So let's talk about some of the Islander players and and what awards they may be able to win this year. And it it, it is true. 
the Islanders, generally speaking, have been snubbed a lot when it comes to awards. And I'm going to start with Simeon Varlamov. And I believe that Varley deserves consideration for the Vezina Trophy. That you look at what he did last year. Seven shutouts, which tied for the league lead. Goals against average, just a 2.04. The save percentage, 9.29. Clearly, Varley was outstanding throughout the season. And, you know, you look at his record, 19, 11, and 4, and you consider that, you know, here was a team that finished 21st out of the 31 teams last year in goals scored. And that really means that, that Varlamov is facing more pressure. He is, you know, he has a lower margin of error than if you're playing for a team that is near the top of the league in goals scored. Now, he does have a strong defense playing in front of him. That benefits him, and the team does play a defense-first system. But the reason, or one of the big reasons, that that defense-first system is so effective is because you get outstanding goaltending from Simeon Varlamov and when he's in there, Ilya Sorokin. So it, it, it's like not fair that Varlamov doesn't get credit because if you don't get outstanding goaltending, you can't play this defense first system and still win. So it, it becomes a situation where they take away credit from Varlamov because the Islanders are a defensive-oriented team, but they couldn't be a defensive-oriented team if they didn't have the goaltending of Simeon Varlamov. The Islanders were second in the league last year with 125 goals against. When you look at that and you consider that they were 21st in goals scored, Simeon Varlamov deserves more consideration for the Vezina Trophy than he's been getting and more respect than he's been getting so far. As far as other Islanders who I think deserve some consideration for trophies, let's go right now to Adam Pellick and Ryan Pulak. Both of them deserve some kind of recognition for the Norris Trophy. I don't think they're going to get it because the Norris Trophy usually goes to someone who is a lot more productive offensively. And... So you get a defenseman like a, you know, a Brian Leach or a Chris Letang or uh, back in the day, Paul Coffey, guys who put up a lot of points. Rarely do you see, uh, and again, I'm going to go back to the late 80s, early 90s with this one, Rod Langway won. Rod Langway was a defense first defenseman. Pellick and Pulak belong in the conversation for the Norris Trophy. They're not going to get it. But I I, I think, again, they deserve more recognition for what they do than they are receiving. And that, to me, is part of the equation. For the Lady Bing Trophy, I think Josh Bailey 
has to be included in that conversation. Bailey had only four penalty minutes in 54 games last year. He is a veteran. He has been a steady contributor on the team. And, you know, he's not a dirty player by any stretch of the imagination. To me, Josh Bailey should get some consideration. Now, the Lady Bing, in case some people aren't familiar with it, gentlemanly play and contributions to hockey. To me, Josh Bailey would be a perfect fit for the Lady Bing, and he deserves some consideration. And as far as one other Islander I'm going to put in there who deserves consideration for an award, how about J.G. Pajot for the Selkie Trophy as one of the league's best defensive forwards? Pajot goes... He's, he's effective offensively. He's very effective defensively. He'll kill penalties. He takes big face-offs. The Islanders are constantly trying to match up Pajot's line against the best line of the opposition. And I think J.G. Pajot deserves a little bit of recognition and should be a candidate for the Selkie Award as the best defensive forward in the league going forward. I, I, I just think, here we are, the Islanders have made the conference finals in back-to-back years. When it comes to Pajot, uh, clearly the fact that he used to play in Ottawa will make the Canadian media a little bit more familiar with him, and I think overall that it would be beneficial uh, to his candidacy Again, he needs a strong season, but I think that, you know, J.G. Pajot belongs in the conversation for the Selkie Trophy. So those are some of the Islanders players, in my mind, that deserve trophy consideration. I doubt we have uh, anyone going for the Art Ross Trophy leading the league in, in points or the Rocket Richard Trophy, anyone leading the league in goals. Hey, that may change if they do acquire the sniper that we've discussed, the rumors going around. But to me, Varlamov, Pelik, Pulak, Bailey, Pajot, all possibilities for postseason awards this year. And whether they get these awards or become finalists for them, they deserve more recognition from the national media covering the NHL than they've been getting. When we come back, we have more. The Islanders' birthday of the day. It's one of the best scorers in Islanders history. Stay tuned. That and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brands their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family-owned business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and RockAuto.com's prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. 
and they'll deliver it directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Spock? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is celebrating freedom of choice. Do you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There really is something for everyone. Listen to some of these great flavors. Raspberry, Cherry Barcia, Cookies and Cream, German Chocolate, Double Chocolate, Mint Brownie, or one of my favorites, Salted Caramel. I love that combination of sweet and salty. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box. They'll send you two of each of the nine permanent flavors. And not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they are healthy too. Check out these macros. Each bar has between 17 and 18 grams of protein. Calories only 130 to 180 per bar, just four, maybe five grams of sugar, and only four or five grams of net carbs. All flavors are amazing, tasty, and they're all healthy. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Right now, go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and it is one of the Islanders' most dangerous forwards in their history. Wasn't an Islander as long as perhaps we would have liked. He was there for uh, three and a half seasons. I am talking about the great Pierre Turgeon, and uh, Turgeon will turn 52 on Saturday. The Quebec province of Quebec native joined the Islanders early in the 1991-92 season as part of the Pat LaFontaine trade, and in 1992-93, he had one of the best offensive seasons in Islanders franchise history. He played in 83 games, 58 goals, 74 assists, and 132 points while accumulating only 26 penalty minutes. That 132-point season, impressive. He had 38-goal seasons on either side of those, uh, but that 58-goal, 132-point season is unbelievable. After... um, Midway through the 94-95 season, he was traded to the Montreal Canadiens, played there for a few years, and then finished his career with stints with the Blues, the Stars, and the Avalanche. So, Pierre Turgeon, 1,294 NHL games, 515 goals, 1,327 assists, and 452 penalty minutes at 109 playoff games 35 goals 97 points very rare even back in those days that a player will have almost a point a game in scoring during a playoff run he was part of the Islanders exciting 1993 playoff run played 11 games that year six goals seven assists that's 13 points that's better than a point a game Turgeon, unbelievably dangerous with the puck on his stick. We're going to look at one of his better games with the Islanders, January 16th, 1993, at the old Brendan Byrne Arena in the Meadowlands. Islanders visiting the New Jersey Devils. For the Islanders, it was Mark Fitzpatrick in between the pipes, while Chris Terreri, who later played with the Islanders, was the goalie for New Jersey, 
And it was our Islanders' birthday of the day. Pierre Turgeon getting the scoring started at the 632 mark of the first period. His 25th goal of the year. Mark Fitzpatrick, the only assist, one nothing Islanders. But the Devils answered back late in the period. Claude Lemieux, his 18th from Bobby Holik. After 20 minutes, the game was all even at 1-1. One and one. With future Islander Bill Guerin in the penalty box for roughing, Pierre Turgeon gets his second of the game, 26th of the season. Derek King and Tom Curvers assisting on this power play goal at 3.43. It's 2-1 Islanders. The Islanders add to their lead late in the period. Defenseman Jeff Norton, his ninth unassisted at 14.34. After two periods, it's 3-1 Islanders as we head to the third. The Islanders extend their lead. Uwe Krupp. His fifth, unassisted at 5-16 of the third period, 4-1 to Isles, and then Pierre Turgeon completes the hat trick. His 27th from Krupp and Darius Kasparitis at 7:55. That made it 5-1 Islanders. Goals by Peter Stasny and Bill Guerin did pull the Devils to within two, but that's the way it ended. Islanders win it by a final score of 5-3. 24 saves for Mark Fitzpatrick to earn the win. The Islanders had only 23 shots on goal in this one, but you have the hat trick on three shots by Pierre Turgeon. He was a plus two, and again, three goals on three shots, always impressive. He had 11 hat tricks during his career, and this was one of several that he had with the New York Islanders. So again, this Saturday is the 52nd birthday for former Islanders center Pierre Turgeon, one of the most dangerous players ever to put on an Islanders sweater, and we wish him a very happy birthday and many, many happy more. We will be back on Monday with another show. Don't forget, I will also be hosting the Locked On NHL podcast this Monday. I will be guest hosting, and uh, check out our top 50. That is always... uh, great. We polled everybody and just voted on the top 50 players in the NHL, and I'm telling you, there should be some Islanders on there. Let's hope. Betting on the Islanders doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. That does it for us. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll be back Monday with the latest rumors, uh, signings, and anything else happening about your New York Islanders. Stay safe, enjoy the weekend, and of course, let's go Islanders.